Morning, folks. How is everyone doing out there? You are watching now. We're here. We are live at the Rocky Neck Cultural Center. I am Corey Cooper alongside my co-host, Heather Atwood. How are you, Heather? I'm good, Corey. How are you? We're off to a great start already. We are. You had a late night last night. Late night last yeah. night at the station. We had yeah. a big live gig there, but even a bigger one right now. It's so cool. There is so much going on. First of all, we want to um, give a little kudos to Negative Space. That was Grant Clark, Peter Meyer, and Ira Levine playing there in the background. It'll be... Uh, Tickling the ivory and doing all sorts of other things throughout no. the show today. No ivories. That Some bongos. Yeah. Yeah. We all got, it's yeah. a nice way to start. And we're going right? to meet them a little later on, too. Um, but there is so much happening here on Rocky Neck. You have the Art Colony, the Cultural District, Gallery 53. And cultural Center, the cultural which is where we Center. are right now. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot happening here. <laughs> and so we need a debriefing on all the things that are going we on. We need here. a map, a road map <laughs> to this need place, a lot, right? Yeah. A lot of help. So to help us with that is Brenda Malloy and Lauren Doucette. Hello, ladies. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. So, Brenda, right off the top, can you sort of explain the four entities that make up the whole Art Colony Cultural District, Cultural sure. Center? Yeah. Um, well, the Rocky Neck Art Colony has been in existence for over 100 years, consisting of artists with galleries and artists that have lived and worked here for eons. Mm. The Cultural District, uh, I'm going to guess maybe seven years, that's been the Rocky Neck Cultural District. The Art Colony purchased this building that you're in right now, um, the Cultural Center, I believe seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And then Gallery 53, which is a cooperative gallery of the different artists from Rocky Neck, that's been exist in existence for over 20 years. And But they're all kind of one big thing called the Art Colony, right? Yeah, they were all under the umbrella of the Rocky Neck Art Colony. Yeah, right. So when people come here and drive, enter, there's a map on the right-hand side as you enter, and that sort of lays it all out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the things going on here in this building? The old, this is the, the old the Giles Chapel, right, where we're at? Right. Right. Yeah, since 1877, yeah. the Giles Chapel. And then we purchased this building in 2012. So we've been under the Cultural Center of Rocky Neck as a year-round facility for, yeah, since 2012. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we're doing today is celebrating live art and live music here right we want to talk about the current exhibit that's going on now right, right? and then uh, but we also want to notice that like, today if you look around uh, we have at least six or seven artists working here yeah. in real time and these artists are all um artists exhibiting in this show yeah you want to talk about the show for a little bit sure yeah go sure, ahead sure, sure. um this is a really exciting exhibit it's the first one in 2020 and it's called rocky neck now 2000 uh, 2020, and it's called Finding Structure. Now these are the which, members of the Rocky Neck Cultural Center, right? right? So yeah. this is a group show. Members of the Rocky Neck Art Colony. Art Colony, thank you. Right, We're going to be doing that all day. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, so, so members exhibit the yep. first one of the year. I'm sorry, and it's right. entitled? Uh, this one's Finding Structure. And so we thought that was a really good title for this exhibit, you know, to get artist members to talk about the place that we are, how they make sense of the structures around here and the history, you know, um, how that fits in historically to I have to say, before. I have to say, I think it's beautifully curated. It mm. really is. And there's a, a bunch of compositions with three different paintings or two different artworks mm -hmm, together mm -hmm. that there's clearly so much thought in them. And together, they really make an impression. For instance, your piece, Brenda, downstairs, colorful, colorful, mm. bright, lots of things happening, but lots of structure, because it's lots of cubes, next to a photograph of lobster pots on a shed, mm -hmm. on, a, on a fish shack. 
it was really striking. Very yeah. well done. Yeah, they play well <clears throat> yeah. off of each other. I'm going to take a picture and post that to make sure people mm. see that. Yeah. And that's, you know, our artistic director, Marty Swanson, really, um, that's her, how she puts it all together. Because this is an unjuried show, which is what makes it amazing. So there's 60 people that are in the show, 60 artist members, oh, wow. and they literally just dropped off their work and we hang it. So it's just kind of um, shows the talent that's here. It really does. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And for those who haven't been here before, it's 6 Watson Street over in Rocky Neck. It is gorgeous over here if you haven't spent time in Rocky Neck. Um, and we want to also mention the different ways people can learn about the art colony. There's rockyneckartcolony.org, yep. rockyneckculturalcenter.org, rockyneckarttrail.org. The historic art trail. Right, and then, yep. but then does Gallery 53 have an online presence? They do. They do? Yeah. When Judy Robinson Cox comes up, she'll mm -hmm. talk more about Gallery 53. Okay, great. Yeah. I want to wrap up with this show because I really want people to see this show. Yeah. I think it's a really beautiful show. So you have an artist talk coming up and a celebratory closing, right? Right. So Sunday, May 8th at 3 o'clock is the artist talk. There'll be probably about six members talking about their work, but we're open until March 29th. And it's 12 to 4, Thursday through Sunday. Uh -huh. So people can come see it anytime. We hope everyone gets to see it before then. Yeah. Yeah. And really I see some, something called the Viewer's Choice Award. Yeah, we encourage people when they come to you know vote for their favorite pick. And then there'll be that award um, on the last day on March 29th. We can be bribed. Have a night. <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah. Well, you can. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so, so Brennan and Lauren, so you'll be back individually to show off your works right. and talk about your work as well, too. But just right. thanks for sort of setting the table for us today and for having us. This Absolutely. is really exciting. So Thanks for being here. Yeah, all right, we'll talk to you in a bit. That's right. Brennan Malloy and Lauren Doucette of the Rocky Neck Cultural Center and the Art Colony and on and on and on. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next we have someone who's going to tell us the history of the, the Rocky Neck Art Colony. Oh, beautiful. As the longest continuously in operation art colony, or one of the longest continuously in, I can't say it. In the country, Thank right? God. Yes. Well, let Gully say yeah, it. We need, yeah, well, we need Gully to say it. In terms of the it. oldest art colony? Yes. Well, we lay claim to that, as do a couple of other <laughs> art colonies. Yeah. But... Um, I think so, we have proof that we're older than Provincetown, for instance. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> this is Gully Hand, by the way, folks. Thanks for joining us, Gully. It's been great meeting with you. From James Hand Fine Arts, on, also on Rocky Neck. And, uh, but people call you Gully, so we're going to call you Gully. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so, Gully, could you give us, re-say all that stuff I just said and um, tell us about um, the longstanding history here? Well, um, I guess I might start with the uh, historic art trail <clears throat> that a number of us here on Rocky Neck, some artists, some just interested lay people, mm -hmm. uh, decided to do. And I think we finished it in 2008 or something like that. Um, and it's an online self-guided tour of, of various sites and places artists painted from and places where they lived, uh, scattered around Rocky Neck, easily walked to. And uh, anyone who goes online to the Rocky Neck Art Colony site 
can access that historic trail link. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, can't remember the exact. I think it's rockyneckarttrail.org. Is it, is it, there's no historic in there? Okay, yeah. No, I think but, I got, I got it right. Sure, okay, good. So many of America's great artists yeah, worked here. Yeah, yeah, starting, well, Fitzhenry Lane, who's our mo most famous Gloucester artist, uh, came and sketched from Rocky Neck back in the 1830s wow. before there were any buildings here. It was just a sh uh, place to pasture sheep. Mm. Um, and uh, Winslow Homer came in 1873 and 1880. Um, Edward Hopper was here in the summer of 1923 and had been here prior in the teens, but it was during that summer of 1923 where he did a watercolor of a house right here up on Rocky Neck, just up the hill. Just drove by it. Uh, with the mansard roof that um, was entered into a show at the Brooklyn Museum that fall, and he won the grand prize for that painting, and it launched his career as a fine artist before he made his living as an illustrator only, but he was able to... Uh, so anyway, that so right. a lot of a lot of and that house, excuse me, that house is unchanged. That house much. is unchanged, and it's on your map. It's on our map, and unfortunately, you can't see the harbor next to it anymore. Uh, I mean, that's an issue that a different issue, but mm -hmm. development and things do change. And I, I kind of wanted to emphasize that, you know, a lot of people look at the historic art uh, that some of the American Impressionists painted here uh, from ba Banner Hill. They painted views of Rocky Neck looking over at the city. And a, a lot of these historic artists revered the tra American traditions, including the architecture and, and that sort of thing. And, and I think people forget that, that art, even when it's modern, it doesn't forget tradition you know mm. i think we have a tendency in this day and age to sort of throw want to throw out everything in the past and say no this is the way it was but i mean but anyway so i i happen to love the historic art i love contemporary art too i'm not uh, but and i and i love art as objects i think in this computer age too many times people tend to look at art as just an image, a two-dimensional image, but paintings, including two-dimensional paintings, are actual objects, and they, they're wonderful when you encounter them and look at the texture and the brushwork and the human elements that go into, into them. But anyway, so... Well, so historically, what, is the, what has been the allure for Rocky Neck for all these I, artists over know, the I, centuries? That's, that's been an interesting question. Um, I was recently talking to, to the man who curated the Winslow Homer exhibit at the K-Band Museum, and, and I asked him what brought Homer here, and it wasn't the reasons I had thought. It was that he had um, some connections from New York City who knew about this place. Mm -hmm. But uh, So it's really the dramatic uh, coastal scenery uh, in, in a, a working historic fishing town and village with incredibly interesting vistas, architecture, and, and, and the added factor of the rail line uh, from Boston that was, mm -hmm. that was finished in around, around 1845 had a big influence on bringing artists here. There were big hotels here in the 
around the turn of the century and into the 20s that are not here. It was a very different kind of place then. It wasn't just a residential district. It, a lot of people came and stayed in these enormous hotels for the sum, whole summer. Um, and historically, uh, what else can I uh, emphasize? Yeah, no, it's, 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 and I think it's just a very uh, interesting place. Word of mouth played a big part, I think. Mm. Uh, Homer's uh, woodcuts that were pub widely published in Harper's Weekly uh, showed the, the Gloucester fishermen and their children and playing under wharves and that sort of thing, and, yeah. and people. We need to ask you yeah. at another time what sustains an art colony. We probably don't have time today because okay. we have so many interesting artists to talk yeah, to. Absolutely. But I think it's a really good question to go out with. What keeps this alive? Do you want me to say? Real quickly, sure. Okay, yeah, just, well, what sustains a colony is the people, the people who come here. We've just recently lost a couple of terrific lifelong artists here that you I unfortunately had the opportunity to know, um, John Nesta and Gordon Gediman, yeah. and there have been others who who've gone, but it's just, it's a tradition and, and I don't know, when artists hang out with other artists and that sort of thing, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing because there are all these memories and reflections and thought about art that goes into it and I think that's what sustains an art college. Lingali, just your love for Rocky Neck, where does that come from? Well, I, uh, I grew up in, down in Beverly, mm -hmm. so, but um, I think it was my love of art that had, I'd always liked Gloucester, and, and I, when I had the opportunity, I, I came up and looked around and liked what I saw, and I'm very glad I, I moved here. So. so art meets Gloucester, that's, and that's why you came, probably, yeah. art plus Gloucester. Well, yeah, and I think, yeah, and I, I don't want to lose that tradition. I mean, I'm, I'm fighting a development battle right now, um, and I, I'm really, I really think that people need to wake up and try to preserve the, what's wonderful about where they live. Mm, on that. Yeah, yeah, well, we thank yeah. you so much for your thank time. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. And once again, you can look at rockyneckarttrail.org. And that's Gully Hand. Gully, thanks so much. And James Hand, Fine Art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Very cool. Thanks thank for your you. time. Very interesting. Yeah, there is a lot going on over here, and not just historically, uh, but even uh, just see the, uh, the evolution of Rocky Neck. Uh, over the centuries and even more rapidly now what's happening with the restaurant scene uh, and housing yeah. and development etc cetera, etc cetera. it's I pretty think interesting everything's fighting the cost of real estate i don't know and mm. then fishing is you know is so impacted by our right yeah the marine uh, railways are right down the street right and the artists traditionally needed or they loved that marine landscape and that might be changing mm -hmm. so American. We have another artist. We do. This is Vanessa Mahalik. Yes, that's correct. You got it. Thanks for joining us, <laughs> Vanessa. And you can just sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Um, sure. Hi. Um, my name is Vanessa Mahalik, and I'm actually from the state of Maine. Um, and I used to live down in Boston, but I used to come up to Rocky Neck and um, Halibut Point specifically to get out of the city. Um, and it reminded me so much of my home. So. Um, after about 10 years in Boston, I ended up moving up here. Mm -hmm. So did you feel the draw of an art colony? Um, initially for me, it was the, um, the landscape, um, especially that, um, that Halibut Point area with the quarry and the, the ocean and back. I just thought it was absolutely stunning. One I was the there this morning. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It must have been really windy. <laughs> Yesterday was windy. Yeah. Today, not so much. Yeah. yeah. But you can see your home state from there. Yes, I can. <laughs> 
Well, we understand this is your artwork, and we understand that you had a really interesting show last year. Um, right? Yeah, in October um, 2019, um, well, over the summer, I did a lot of paintings in Dogtown. Um, so as much as I love the, um, the coast here, I also really love the woods and the trails and the quarries. Um, so I did a lot of painting outside, and I did, um, at the end of the summer into the fall, I did an, an outdoor pop-up show that was, I think, October 26th, you know, the end of the foliage season, yeah. and I um, installed the paintings where I had painted them. Was this at Ravenswood? Um, no, in Docktown. Oh, Doc so Doc entering through the um, Cherry Street entrance. Oh, right, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So, How far did you have to go in? Um, about a mile. Um, yeah, so I would park my car and bring all my painting supplies. This is a, a smaller painting of um, some of the ones I it's did beautiful. outdoors. Yeah. But, I love the brushwork. Um, lots of boulders, but I ended up painting a lot of forest more than the, um, the rocks. Um, so you had to carry all those paintings a mile in? Yeah, my, well, my parents came down from Maine and they, they helped me um, you know, install the show within two hours. And then That's people cool. started trickling in and then we had to take it down. And a lot of the um, visitors helped me carry the art out of the woods. And how many people hiked in there to see it? I'm guessing maybe... 60 to 70. That's amazing. There, yeah, that's I, really you know, cool. we didn't really count, but I yeah. had a lot of friends and a lot of people from the cultural center came and that's helped wonderful. me publicize the event. So, and I know our cameras can't pick it up right now, but I understand one the one of the paintings in the current show is a painting you did of the exhibit. Um, well, I right? got <laughs> I got into painting paintings of paintings <laughs> um, on rainy days when I w couldn't work outside, so I thought it would just be kind of this trippy thing about you know the the um, process of painting. So I think you know I take so many photos while I'm out in the woods of my easel with the um, the painting set up, and I just I think visually it's kind of interesting, you mm. know, as a, as a photograph. And then I said, well, why don't I just make this into a painting? Because um, for me, um, painting is a lot about process too. And um, you want to tell us about your process? Yeah. Um, so when I'm painting outdoors, it, you know, it involves the hiking aspect, which you know I, I love as well, even though it's kind of brutal sometimes. Do you have a French easel and that? Um, I use that? a tripod easel. Okay. So it's a little bit lighter and it has some attachments, but it's it's an aluminum tripod like you'd use for a camera. Um, there's a couple attachments that you you connect um, separately. Mm. Um, I have a backpack. Um, I bring snacks. Bring a lot of water bring um, the air horn for the um, coyotes, coyotes that oh, yeah. sometimes are watching me. Have <laughs> um, you seen them? Yeah, 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 definitely. They're out there. Um, so they, they recommend noisemakers for those guys. But um, for Have me, you had to use it? Um, you know, I haven't had to use it because I'm pretty tall. Um, and if you kind of stare them down a little bit, they get a little bit nervous. But I, I have been out there when... You know, at sunset, I've seen a, a large grouping of them. So, you know, not just, you know, like maybe six or seven. So in that circumstance, you know, if I have my noisemaker, I'll use it. But, you know, they're, they're actually pretty fine with humans. Well, if we're ever hiking together, they'll just go after me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell them to. Yeah. yeah. Just take him. <laughs> That's, um, so I feel like there should be a French term for that, you know, painting with coyotes or, you know, <laughs> adventure painting. Plein air. I, think, yeah. I think plein air is a bit of a sport. Yeah, I mean, right. You really have to be kind of hardy to get involved in that. I didn't really start out as a plein air painter, and I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, that's, I am a studio painter as well, but, um, you know, my training is, you know, more indoor, you know, academic. I went to the School Museum of Fine Arts um, down in Boston. More conceptual school, but I think that also gave me um, the idea of doing this outdoor show that 
didn't involve a gallery, didn't involve asking anybody for permission, and you know, I just went for it, which mm. I think does come from that more conceptual background. But you know, since I've been up in this area, um, you know, it's been great painting outdoors. And I'll just add in part of it is just you know, I've always kind of had difficulty finding studio space, and you can paint outdoors. There you go. And that's the way I solved <laughs> right. some of my problems. Yeah, no, um, rent free. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. That's great. Exactly. Well, we, with the coyotes. Right. <laughs> and you're creating right now for us too, yep. which is uh, very impressive. Mm -hmm. But if people want to learn more about you or find you, how can they do that? Um, so I have a website, and since my name is pretty distinct, um, VanessaMahalik.com. It's just it's my name. Um, looks like Mitchellack. Yeah, and we'll, try, we'll tag it appropriately yes. in the post here yeah, because right. you can find right. her too. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. You're yeah, very and your cool. Your work is beautiful. Thank you. It really is. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate your time. All right. Yeah, we'll thank check you. back shortly with you. So thank you, and Vanessa let us, Mahalik. Let us know when there's another outdoor show. Right. Yeah. yeah. I will. Thanks so, what do you have the clotheslines and stuff set up and hanging the, the work? Or? Um, I did um, some string and post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah that's crazy. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. Very awesome. So who do we have next? I don't know right. the way today's going. Yeah, we have I so much stuff going Jillian, on. I think it's Jillian, Jill Demery. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. They're just coming up now. Yeah. So you know one thing I want to, that's I find interesting talking to artists here that have grown up here, because I'm from here, is... I'm not. You find that um, a lot of artists who aren't from this area are drawn here to work on seascapes, you know, the ocean, and that and the light that's drawn them there. And then you have your homegrown artists who maybe their natural um, predisposition is to not do oceanscapes. Oh, you know, give an example. and they sort of learn like from the, the Artlet crew, Stefan Mears and Kathleen Miller. It's just like you know, they grew up here. They're from here. They're naturally not, um, you know inclined to create Turn pieces towards about the sea. The, right yeah um but then but they have like in time yeah um and I, I don't know i just think it's interesting that is interesting yeah and i know exactly who you're talking about yeah and their work and it is there's not a speck of water in it well that's true yeah, yeah. but then that but that changed yeah because Stefan's stuff was really crazy too yeah. so this, and this is, is jillian's work yeah that's very beautiful yeah, that's taller I feel than like Vanessa. we just like took, <laughs> but I feel like I just took a calming breath. Yeah. Right. And if you're just tuning in, we are here at the Rocky Neck Cultural Center, at Six uh, Watson Street, uh, and we have a lot of artists here working in real time today. We also have musicians here as well, so uh, it's a whole uh, crazy experience um, that we want to share with you. And um, thanks for tuning in. And now we're joined by. Jill Demery. Yeah. Hello. How are you, Jill? Thanks for joining us. We're getting us. your name right. Thank you for having me right. here. Jill Demery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Look at that. So this is um, this is my dream brush, and uh, oh. <laughs> um, my bow um, put this together for me, and I have been wanting to make stripes that are larger and larger as I go on. So um, I've always loved this particular flat brush, and uh, he fastened these together. So I have the paper on the floor, and then stand up and have this nice long handle and just kind of breathe and go left to right with my work. So, right. so Jillian, I guess describe and explain exactly what you do, your artwork here, for those who aren't familiar with your work okay. at all. Yeah. So I love watercolor. My father was a watercolorist and uh, it's such a... a Cape Ann watercolorist, Cape right? Cape Ann watercolorist, yeah. yeah. So um, I use a lot of watercolor and I put it in a pan and then uh, get... A, just the right amount of water, and uh, it's kind of a hit or miss thing. So hmm. I do a lot of these until I maybe like one. Oh yeah. So yeah, I literally go left to right, 
I just get as much color as I can on the brush. And then it's kind of a surprise. There's a surprise element to it. Um, this one, I added just the tiniest bit of Prismacolor colored pencil, which is new to me. The paper itself, I love. It's, um, it's a hot press, arches, just a beautiful paper. And so it allows the watercolor to shine. Well, and how do you start doing this this way? Uh, so I started off on the smallest scale. So I have a, a sample, um, yeah, a local scene of uh, Brown's Yacht Yard. And uh, so I used to use brushes, and I still do, this size. And honestly, I just, the older I get, <laughs> the fatter my brushes got. <laughs> so I've just been trying to kind of supersize things. And then I still return to the smaller scale. Um, and this is a... Um, scene of Crane Beach. Primarily I paint Caban, but once in a while I I'll can take this sneak over to that beach. Mm -hmm. So my friend and I, and um, I heard Vanessa say that it's quite a physical thing, and it's true because we climb to the top of the dunes with our backpacks, paint, plenty cold beer, and uh, paint until the sun goes down. Huh. So it's fun. And then, uh, so then I go from there. The small ones inform my larger pieces. Uh -huh. yeah. So you would, because I've seen your work develop over the years, and I, I often see a horizontal. Yep. Is that right? Yes. So, uh, and I often feel as if there's, uh, there's water involved. Mm. And maybe that's because you work in, has it always been watercolors? I've tried oil, but watercolor is my true love. Yeah. 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 So uh, do you feel as if this is, this is much more simple, but it's complex, right? And do you feel like you're moving towards that? Yes. So, yeah. The simplicity is what makes me happy. And yeah. the less I fuss with the paint, the, I think the prettier it is. Yeah, yeah. So this is just one stripe. Were I to go over it, which I did with some of these, it might still be interesting, but this, this is my favorite, the one shot. Yeah, that's amazing. And there's, you have a sense of time there, too, because we know by looking at that that you could only have done that once. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At first I thought it was a print. Ah. And uh, I, I lost the sense of time mm. because I thought maybe mm. this was, you know, mm. a multiple um, printing. Mm. But so it's even more impressive that this is just, you must have a lot of mistakes, a lot of oh, <laughs> pieces you put to the side. Piles. Yeah. 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 Of rejects. <laughs> yeah. So what tells you that it works? What, when you oh. look at a piece, what it says, oh, that's it. Well, for instance, I was trying to paint the sunset at Watson Cove, which is just stunning every single day. And honestly, 10 were not what I wanted. It's just a vision in my mind. And it's hard to get the mind's eye to come through on paper. But um, I just know when I hit it. It's just a feeling of harmony. I don't know how to survive it. Yeah, you just know when that. That, when, you've hit, when that piece is the right, is saying, the, saying what you want it to say. Yeah, yeah. Jillian, what's your background? Are you from the area? or did... I am. You are? Okay. I was thinking as I was sitting here of all the coves, so I'm from Pigeon Cove, mm -hmm. and this is new to me. I just moved to Rocky Neck and Watson Cove this fall. and um, So that's a, just like a culture away. I mean, Pigeon <laughs> really Cove and Watson, is. yeah. That's what amazes me. I had yeah. a gallery on Bearskin Neck, and this is just a whole different scene, mm. and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Lauren really got me to this neck of the woods. Yeah. At Cripple Cove Studios. So, yeah. So I would say that uh, simply the culture here has been pretty important for your work. Absolutely. Yeah. The culture, the community is so strong. And the landscape. It's like permission to be an artist living here. And mm. the light is just stunning. Yeah.
Well, we're going to let you get back to your work. Okay, thank and you. thanks for sharing some time with us today. And if people want to learn more about you or find you, how can they do that? Well, I have a show Sunday coming up in Anasquam from 1 to 4 um, on Leonard Street, and you're all invited. Um, I have um, a website, jilliandemery.com, mm -hmm. and uh, an email, and anyone can reach out. That's great. interested in a commission. Great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, John. That was awesome. Yeah. Working. Love learning about it. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool, that paintbrush. <laughs> JillianDemery.com. Yes. You can see your work right now. You're going to find out how many people are actually on Facebook, too. Can we do see that? See what those links are. Yeah, you can just, look, just type in their names. You'll see if they have their page or not. They're set up. I would think. I would think. I think Jillian actually does. Yeah. So, yeah. One hit after the other today. Artist, 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 artist. So who is next? Are we having some music? Are we going to do an interlude? Yeah, we're having some music. Oh, beautiful. So we're going to have, this is Negative Space now. Musicians Grant Clark, Peter Meyer, and Ira Levine. Take it away, boys. I really like them. Did you guys just name yourselves like half an hour ago? Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a great name. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's very artsy. Yeah. Keep it. Stick to that. What is negative space? Yeah. All right. So welcome back. We're, uh, we're in the middle of now. We're here at the Rocky Neck Cultural Center, joined by another great artist, Joyce Ressler. How are you, Joyce? Thank you. Thanks for I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You have some <laughs> incredibly striking work that I want to get oh, into right you. now. So thank just you. for those who are unaware, um, what your work well, is this, all about. This just... is in progress right now. It's very wet. Yeah. So I've been working on this nest. It's a wipe away. So I covered um, uh, beautiful paper, which is, this is oil paint. Mm. I covered it with two layers of, of paint, thick paint, and then I wiped away. I'm just sort of like building structure about something like the show is about, you know. Yeah. So it's building really, a nest like a bird might build a nest. It's fun. fun and it's uh, such an interesting way to achieve light, right? Mm -hmm. So right. you're extracting. Yes. When you wipe away, you get the lights. Right, right. Yeah. And then underneath is the dark. So you, the harder you wipe, the lighter it gets. Right. It's, it's really. a physical process. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You can feel the light actually happening. Yeah. Maybe. Good. And what's your background, Joyce? Um, well, I've been a working artist for 45 years. <laughs> 
Um, I worked in Boston for in the Sowa District. I had a studio there. Yeah. I worked. My background was really in glass, glass art, and um, I blew glass at Diablo Glass for oh my gosh, twenty something years oh, wow. in Boston. Yeah. And working with light, you know. I was Again, just going to say. Yeah. I mean, there's almost yeah. a glass like um, exactly yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. um, element to the nests. Yeah, yep. Um, That's very interesting. But I moved up here five years ago, and um, I love it here. I love the community of artists here. Immediately got connected to the Rocky Neck um, Artist Colony, and come here for life drawing every Monday, and making friends, and doing shows, and it's great. I love it. And, I started painting and drawing again, and that's more my focus right now. I do have jewelry also at Side Street Gallery across the street. I do glass jewelry too. Hmm. So what took you away from glass and brought you back to drawing and painting? Um, I just think the glass is not, it's very expensive to do, not mm -hmm. real sustainable, but mm -hmm. um, the painting is something I see myself as I grow older and, and this beautiful, all this beauty around me, this nature that, um, yeah, I just want to be immersed in that. You know? Had you painted before pre-glass? Yes, I went to art school um, and it was a painting major for a while. Um, yeah. At Ohio University, I was a painting major and uh, sculpture and painting. I've always loved sculpture, I've always loved painting, um, love color. Color is kind of my real passion, work with color. So painting just seems, you know, I do watercolors, I do pastels and I do oils. Um, so is this wiping technique new to you? No. no. I've been doing it. I've been doing it off and on all throughout my life. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't just do this technique. I do other forms of oil painting too. Yeah. yeah. What is it about this area that sort of informs your work or your creativity? Um, well, I think it's just it's 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 passionate. It's move you're moved by it, you know. You're stimulated by it when you I mean there's water all, literally all around us right now mm. it's beautiful and there's woods and nature and um, I was in the city for a really long time and when I came up here I was just really taken aback by all that and um, I like plain air painting Vanessa and I go out and plain air paint together sometimes oh. and um, I live in Anasquam it's beautiful I look out my windows and I look down onto the water and I think that's probably why why a lot of artists come here is because it's just gorgeous here. I'm surprised there's not more artists here, but mm. I think eventually there will be more and more, I hope. Mm. Oh, now why do you say that? Because we were just talking to Gully Hand and he's concerned. That the artists aren't coming. Yeah. Yes, um, that's, you know, that's something Vanessa and I talk about sometimes. I think what's happening is um, it's getting developed uh, and it's too expensive. Just like what, what artists are being driven out of the city, you know, they can't afford. To I, I was in Sowa for a long time, and it, the rent went up every year, and to the point of you just can't afford it, so you go someplace where it's that's what artists do, you know, and they, they develop other places. This place is developing pretty quickly by right. developers, and um, it's hard for artists to come here. There aren't uh, there aren't a lot of studios here for artists to work in. Mm. I think somebody needs to, to do something about that, you know, uh, secure some spaces for artists to keep them here, to draw them here. That's kind yeah, of do something we have, we're concerned about. Well, you see some more cooperative pop-ups are starting to happen. I think yeah. there's actually one being worked on yeah. down by Madfish yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great, that's yeah. great. But I still think artists need a place where they can really settle in mm. and um, work mm. permanently. And, that'll, and that'll, keep, that'll keep the artists mm. here. And 
they'll thrive here, you know, but it's, it's hard. It's just getting developed really quickly. Right. Unfortunately. Well, do you feel as if um, the Rocky Neck Art Colony has been a satisfying? Oh, it's so um, great. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of Boston so and the artists there. Oh yeah. yes, yes. That's great. Yeah, very grateful for it. So it's doing its job. It's doing its colony. job. <laughs> yeah, just got to keep, you know, everybody grassroots efforts, you know, and mm. keep trying, trying right. to make it grow. Yeah. Well, Joyce, we're going to let you finish your nest. Oh, thank you. It's, yeah. uh, it's really beautiful. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, anyone who works work with their hands fascinates me. So, because um, it looks so difficult. Oh no! And it's you make not it look really. so easy. I can show you how to do one. Me? Really? <laughs> yeah. That'd be a bird's nest for sure. But <laughs> I feel like that if you took that outside, a bird would fly into it. They'd <laughs> be like, "Oh, nice nest." <laughs> so, and Joyce, how can people uh, learn more about you? Uh, well, I have a website called Rustler Glass. So we should say so. R O E S S L E R Glass. One word. Rustlerglass.com. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll catch up with you in a bit, Joyce Rustler. Heather, that's amazing. Isn't it? And she has a beautiful piece in the show that we're not able to show right now she that does. is a, a larger nest. Yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to tease More the finished. audience or, okay. or taunt them a little bit. Yeah, you oh, can't see that right now. That's usually your yeah. job right now. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. I can. Yeah. <laughs> so now we actually visited um, the cultural center yesterday and uh, we were just looking around the whole scope of the place. And this piece actually leapt right off. And into my eyes, and it's from Ken King, who's about to join us I now. I spoke uh, to him a little bit. Yeah, and it's I, a huge piece. So yeah. they're setting that up. But uh, if you're just tuning in, yeah, this is now we're here. That's Heather, and I'm Corey, and uh, we're coming at you from Six Watson Street. And the current exhibit, Finding Structure, is actually running through March 28th, I believe, right here. 29th. 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 Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, Closing 29th. celebration is on March 29th. Yeah. And you yes. can learn more about this at uh, RockyNeckArtColony.org, RockyNeckCulturalCenter.org. And there's other uh, spots as well. Like we just mentioned, the um, Gullies mentioned the um, the Art Trail, Rocky Neck Art Trail. Yeah, I had a great time on my computer following that Art Trail. Mm. It was really interesting to see, be able to see uh, painting, recognize paintings I knew, and then juxtaposed to that is the actual place where they were painted yeah. or houses that. Um, so many of these artists lived in that are yeah, still around. Is fascinating. It really is. Right, so basically you're going back to the early part of the 19th century and then it sort of seems like New York socialites are settling here and then there's more homegrown talent happening here and then the industrialization of up the East Coast and up from Boston through like 128 and all that has managed even that much more pro prolific. Right. And we currently just have hundreds and hundreds of artists in and around this area. That's why we're just yeah. so grateful to be able to um, share some of their news with everybody. It makes everybody it a great place to live too. Yeah. Hi, Ken. How Test are you? Testing. testing. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ken King. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, amazing. Thanks for joining us today, Ken. Uh, and for those who don't know, like I'm just meeting you for the first time. Uh, who are you and where are you from and how did you end up here? Um, <laughs> I basically, I came to the North Shore in 73. Oh, wow. To go to Montserrat. Oh, interesting. And uh, I was there for, I think, three semesters and I ended up discovering Cape Ann and... Uh, this is back in the days when you hitchhiked everywhere. Yeah. And um, so I discovered Cape Ann, and I didn't think in terms of an artist, I was just looking to survive. So I ended up becoming a carpenter, which I've done for 40 years, which I only do occasionally now. So um, what was the question again? Well, just sort of how it came to be, like what your start yeah. and then how you ended up here. Um, a lot of 
good luck. Yeah. Basically. So you three semesters at Montserrat. At that point, then in the that was in the mid seventies. Then in the mid nineties, I went back to Montserrat and um, took some classes. And I, I was running a business at the time at a crew, and before I knew it, I was hired by Montserrat to re be one of the contractors that worked on the Hardy Building. Wow. And I'd taken classes for two years off and on before that, and then I didn't touch a brush. After the project was done, I just, I was in construction so much that I didn't actually do any physical, I did drafting and that sort of thing. But mm. So it's just in the last eight years that I got just the bug again. And Interesting. Um, and now um, I'm, I worked digitally for almost five years before I actually started drawing again. Oh, and wow. I, that's just in the last two years. So. Did you miss it? I, well, I, I, after, I learned a lot of discipline with the computer, and I do a lot of, still a lot of things with the computer, but I found the basics, working in charcoal, Conti, ultimately painting, is, is an organic, passionate, joyous kind of experience in the actual creation of something that didn't exist before. And you're not mm -hmm. relying on somebody else's sophisticated technology, so. Yeah, we were having a conversation over there earlier, and uh, Ken was doing a drawing, a, well, sort of a life drawing of the people in the room, and it was it was beautiful. And he were going through all the materials he was using. He had a number of different materials, and then you told me that you were coming out of working with a computer, and that this piece was done digitally. Or this is this started with the iPhone. This piece started. Get out of here. Yeah. Started with my phone. Oh, I shouldn't. Move probably. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, is that works? Um, uh, I did a whole series of photos around Dexter Pond. I live in Manchester by the sea, mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful place. It's got a, a lot of different natural environments, and mm -hmm. Dexter Pond is one of them. So, um, and I also did some construction project on it at one point. So I basically would wander around the edge of the pond, taking photos of the Intricate um, uh, structure. St That's st structure. Right, structure. <laughs> the, the saplings, everything right. intertwined, and then there's a body of water behind it, and uh, the um, it sat in the computer. I've had thousands of photos, like everybody else. But the, but anyways, it, I decided I would explore using different filters um, to turn these images into something that was more like stained glass or mosaic or whatever. So oh, a lot of this just generated by the computer, but then I painted into it mm. with the highlights. And um, if we were to turn out the lights, this is all glow in the dark. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> this part, anyway. So what kind of paint is that? This is acrylic. Yeah. yeah so I call it, it's a mixed media. I think of it as mixed media. Yeah. And then I make the frames because I've been a carpenter for uh -huh. years. So. You are really fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah. Because frames are expensive. Yeah, expensive, yeah. exactly, sure. So that's the story behind that. But my goal right now is to get back to um, the hand maybe. working working yeah. with just the basic materials because there's just so much you can find you can learn about structure and about um, values and about just mark making and the emotion you can put into marks just mm. marks alone. So that's where I'm at basically. So I see. What, get, tell me if I'm wrong, but I understand. It sounds as if a piece like this, working with the computer, you're embracing more design. It's and, a lot about composition. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and it becomes more two-dimensional because you start working with this as a, not as water, but as 
uh, a two-dimensional artistic element. Well, it's also a result of having only certain limited blocks of time to actually do any creative work. Because even though I, I've stopped professionally working as a carpenter, I somehow every day it's just shorter and there's just so much to do. We have three dogs. We have three Yorkies. Mm. Two are special needs. But, you know, I get the walk in the morning, get the walk in the afternoon. I mean, well, I actually have the dream life, really, you know, yeah. doing what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Um, and then on Saturday, we head up to the traps for two weeks to go ski. Oh, that's so that's nice. what we're up to. Um, and you were saying you're going to do a little drawing while you're up there. I'm going to do a lot of drawing. Yeah. And actually going to work watercolors. Nice. Which nice. Um, I'm eager to get back into. So So um, when you move around, you think about taking your materials with you and working. Well, I have to limit it. It's like going to in plain air. You can only bring so much out in the field because you have to lug it out there, so, mm. which I'm really, I just started doing that as well mm -hmm. and hope to do in pastel this time. I, I like to jump from different uh, mediums back and forth because it keeps it fresh and it's in, and you discover all kinds of things and then it somehow be, works into the next medium in some way without a lot of thought it's just mm. an evolution is what it is so i think that's good for all of us to be jumping into different things that make us feel uncomfortable well it's a also a way of distracting myself from the you know the world events too so we're off the Pratties after this, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ken, thanks yeah. so much for spending time with us. And we'll yeah. let you get back to work as well. Okay. And if people want to find you or, or learn more about you, how can they do that? Um, um, or would you rather them not? No, <laughs> well, when we go to, go to Maine, we're off the grid, but that's mm -hmm. another story. But I, um, it's kenking.org. Oh, perfect. And this piece, again, is hanging in the show, the it's, find, it's, Finding it's, Structure it's, show. It's got as far as the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right That's now. pretty good here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, it's Ken beautiful. King. Thank you. Very cool. All right, uh, we're going to go back to negative space. This is uh, Grant Clark, Peter Meyer, and Ira Levine. Take it away, guys. Thanks. Fun. Yeah, we're here, coming at you from the Rocky Neck Cultural Center today for now. We're here 
And uh, actually, one of the musicians also happens to be an artist who is also being exhibited here through March 29th. It is Ira Levine. How are you, Ira? Um, quite well, thank you. Beautiful work over there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's interesting that your uh, band is called Negative Space, but you are really multidimensional because you're an artist and you're a musician. Well, and I, I know you're a gardener, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, well, I thought Negative Space would be a good name for this lineup because it's, you know, an, an art term. Yeah. So I thought that was very fitting. Yeah. Right. Well, tell us about your work, Ira. Okay. Well, this right here is um, from the life drawing session that happens every Monday. And here at the Rocky Neck at, Cultural at Center. At this place, yes. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it is... Um, I like doing it, I, I often liken it to going to the gym, in, in a sense, because it's not usually what I do for, you know, my, my fine art work, yeah. but it is very, it focuses the sort of eye-hand coordination, for, it does for me anyway, and, um, you know, very much like Jill said, uh, Every once in a while, you just do one and you go, that's really good. Mm. And it's sort of... Um, and how do you know? You just feel it. Mm. And, and also, it, you know, it doesn't look like um, Donald Duck. Color by numbers? Yeah, exactly. Now, when you... I know the piece, of, uh, the piece you have in the show mm -hmm. is a pastel? Correct, yes. So I guess that's, but people consider pastel painting, is that right? Well, it's, for me, I, I used to do a lot of oil painting. Um, haven't done it in about 10 years. And um, it's a nice in-between space between drawing and painting. You know, because you can manipulate the colors a little, you know, sort of like paint. Um, yet it's a dry medium and you don't have to worry about you know, walking away after five minutes and coming back and your paints are dried up and, <laughs> you know. So when you, um, when you come to the life, I know people love life drawing and yes. it's, it's like sort of like the, a, a medium that all artists return to, right? Mm -hmm. Now, do you feel as if it's really informing your other work? I would say so, yes. And again, it's like the line quality and, you know, the placement of the subject within the uh, picture plane, if you will. Um, so yeah, it just, you know, it sharpens your focus. Mm. I, I find it does. Ira, what does the art colony here, Rocky Neck, mean to you? Well, I f have found it to be a much more relaxed venue than, say, um, no offense to these guys, but the Rockport Art Association mm -hmm. or North Shore Art Association. Although I must say both of them are loosening up a bit, mm -hmm. which is kind of nice. I know Rockport also has a figure drawing session, Yes, right? they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, but, you know, when this place just opened up, I thought, gee, this was actually the first place I came to on Cape Ann in 1972. Oh, wow. Rocky Neck was? Yes. Oh. Well, actually, I went up to a party on Grapevine Road and ended up falling asleep on someone's front porch right up the street. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I woke You're up. You're speaking Corey's language. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> woke up and looked out the window at Smith Cove and said, oh my goodness, I'm home. 
And uh, I wonder how many other people since. do that. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah. That's fine. That's and great. Have you? Has art always been a part of your yes. life? Yes. Yes, I've been drawing ever since I was a little kid. I think probably on the hallway wall at first, which was less than appreciated. <laughs> But um, yeah, I've been doing it as long as I can remember. Mm. You know that that and music. Yeah. So sort of go back and forth, and they're nice counterpoints to each other. In that art is very uh, visual, art is very solitary in a lot of ways, and music you do with other people. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your group here? Well. Um, I've played with Pete, who's a guitar player, on and off for about 20 years. And uh, really just met Grant a few years ago, and I've, you know, we've gotten together a few times. But, um, you know, it's just sort of spontaneous. But this was Negative Space's sort of big hello to the world. Yeah, that was exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it might it will be goodbye after the show ends. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we will reappear with a different name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a pop-up name. Yeah. So yes, Ira, exactly. if pe can people find you online at all or um, you see your work anywhere? You can see my work here mm -hmm. at the Rocky Neck Art Center. Um, online, not so much, uh, although I may appear in the police notes every once in a while. Yeah, I've seen that. I think I've seen <laughs> that. Recognize the name from somewhere. Okay. Right. Well, okay. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, we'll let you get back to playing. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Ira Levine. Very cool and amazing work as well. Right. right. I love figure drawing. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a great um, exercise. Uh, one of them is, must be an amazing self-discovery to figure out when you you know, you're just growing up doodling and drawing on walls, like it says, and then realize, oh, wait, I have something here. I wonder when that actually happens in, some, in an artist's life. Or does they even have that realization? You know? I don't know. I heard once um, a, someone say that there are lots of talented people in the world, and what makes an artist an artist is the need to do it. It's uh -huh. not about talent. It's about... Is there drive? They just have to do it. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but... Driven um, to create. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's not necessarily what, uh, there are lots of talented people who just don't have to do it. Huh. Interesting, right? Very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, folks, if you want to learn more about the Cultural Center, you can go to uh, rockyneckculturalcenter.org. I know that's a mouthful, but they also have uh, online uh, representation here, too, if you want to go check out their Facebook page. Same with the Rocky Neck Art Colony. And what also was a great discovery is also the uh, Rocky Neck Art Trail. .org too. Yes. There are a lot of cool nooks and crannies around here uh, that I'm sure most locals don't even know about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And hundreds of years of history to sort of divulge. No, it is really, and you never have to leave your computer <laughs> to make the tour. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or All you right. can. Joining us next now is Judy Robinson-Cox. How are you, Judy? I'm good. I'm a little <laughs> nervous. Are you really? Don't be nervous. We no. talk all the time, Judy. I know, but I'm never in live... TV here, whatever we are. Yeah. Just oh, pretend yeah. you're talking to your thousands of friends. Okay. I love your glasses. Yeah, your Thank glasses you. are great. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Judy, so for those who don't know uh, who you are, what you do, can you just sort of give a, a brief description of your work? And... Well, I'm, uh, I've been a photographer for about 50 years, mm. and um, I do all kinds of work. But what I have here in this show is a piece from a series I did in the Bahamas of abandoned buildings. Mm. And I wanted to talk about that. Huh. Please um, do. First of all, the Bahamas, I can hold these up for you too. So 
Um, my husband and I have been down to the Bahamas six times on his uh, racing trimaran triad, which is the fastest boat in Gloucester Harbor. Oh. And so you sailed down there well, from here? Well, he sailed all the way down. He sailed from Gloucester to Florida each year with some friends, and I flew to Florida, and then we sailed across the Gulf Stream and then around the Bahamas. Oh, I want to do donuts around the police boat and that thing. So, <laughs> <Yeah. you know. laughs> so the Bahamas um, are about a thousand islands, but only 30% are inhabited. Mm -hmm. And of the ones that you know, you, you hear of just the really crowded places in the Bahamas, we go to all the uninhabited, small islands and the ones with little villages. Uh -huh. And that is the most interesting. And you take the boat? You, can, yeah, you the, access them the all? Boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we yeah. live on the right. boat there. So, um, so, so you, get, is, you yeah. go off onto the island and then you sort of we hunt around. We the boat yeah. in the harbor mm -hmm. and whatever harbor we're in. And yeah, we hike I'm around. Boat person, exploring. But I get it. <laughs> um, and you're just stumbling across? Well, no, I mean, we're walking around. Usually these are in towns. But in the Bahamas, there are a lot of um, abandoned and partially finished buildings and or houses. And that's because, first of all, you can't get a mortgage in the Bahamas. So you have the people are not very, you know, they're, they're poor, most of them in the places we go. And um, they can only, they save up their money and they, if they're building a new house, they can do so much, and then they can't. They have to put it on hold till they make some more money. So you see a lot of things that are only half finished. And then the other side of it is there's quite a bit of hurricane damage because the hurricanes just come through, and you're surrounded. Every island is small, surrounded by water. So almost every year, some part of the Bahamas gets hit pretty hard with um, with. With some storm, with some category storm, four right. or five something and or other. And of course, we just had a terrible one in the Abacos uh, this past mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. But um, so the, a lot of the houses will get damaged, but then they don't have the money to repair them. Or the other thing is the houses are owned by a family, and they're handed down from one generation to the next. And now the young people are all moving away mm -hmm. because they can't find any work there. Mm -hmm. So they move to the big cities or sometimes come to the US. And so then they just leave the buildings there and they kind of disintegrate all the time. So this color is beautiful in this, on this yeah. house. So are, the houses are painted when they're new. They're painted uh, bright turquoise, pink. They're beautiful, you know. It, they fit in with the with the environment, the colors. Mm. And then I just brought a couple. I can hold these up, Judy, oh, for okay. our camera guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're showing, but these are just different abandoned or damaged properties in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, but I see this as more as uh, art photography, as and less. You know, recording well, because what's that, happening. Because I'm a, I'm not really a document, document, yeah. photographer. I'm more of a, I, I like to it's make it an, an art, artistic statement. Yeah. But some of them are, some of these are just pictures. So you've seen a lot of changes in the photo, in the photography field over 40 years. You said you've been. Yeah. Well, I guess pictures? 50 since I was in college. Yeah. So what? Uh, 
Do you, oh, that's a beautiful one. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to say something about that? Has it become more facile? Well, yeah, because you start, when I started out, there's no such thing as digital. Everything was darkroom. And I lived in the darkroom. I loved the darkroom. But even when I was young, I was experimenting all the time. I wasn't doing traditional darkroom. I never could do what everyone else was doing. I had to do something different. So I was actually making um, big, transparent, uh, high contrast prints and painting on the back of them. Because I was a painting and photography um, major in school. Mm. And Judy, while you're here, can you touch briefly upon Gallery 53? Gallery 53 is, a, is part of the Rocky Neck Art Colony mm -hmm. and it's run cooperatively by members of the Art Colony. Um, I was manager there for quite a few years. I can't remember how many. I'm not anymore. But um, it's, it's a really beautiful building. It it's is. an old building, which uh, I have lots of pictures of the old buildings around here, too. And we have uh, about between 25 to 30 artists every year. It changes. Uh -huh. And it's, uh, we have jewelers, potters, uh, painters, photographers, mixed media, wire sculpture, fish print. Um, yeah. I think that's... So it's open the whole season, the summer season, It's right? open uh, Memorial Day to Columbus Day, usually. Mm -hmm. and, and those 30, art, 30 or something artists are represented and people can visit They are, visit and the we're going to be jurying uh, in, in May this year. No in April this year for new artists, and that information's on the website, rockyneckartcolony.org. Perfect. Oh, well, so maybe we can join. get there, too, at some point this year, do yeah. a show. That'd be nice. It's a great building. Yeah. It's beautiful. Judy, thanks so much for spending time with us. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks and for And we'll have to do this again work. sometime, too. These are gorgeous photos. Yeah. Juxtaposition, huh? The, the turquoise and the splashy and the pastel colors and, like, the devastation of right. <laughs> people losing their Poignant, homes. Pretty right? amazing. I know. So, very That's cool. Beauty. You find beauty everywhere. All right, so we're going to have, we have our, our first uh, two-time guest within oh. this show today. Because we're gonna actually going to bring uh, a repeat Lauren offender. Doucette <laughs> back. She's going to get set up for us, too. But um, this is fun. We're going through a lot of artists here today. <laughs> I love this piece. I love all the pieces. Yeah, and this is uh, Lauren Doucette, or, or Dowsett. But she says do set. She says do set. Yeah. So <laughs> leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> oh, and by the way, while we have you guys here, we should tell you that the next now we're here is going to be, I believe, Friday, March 20th at the Beauport Hotel once again. Right. So yeah. that is our, we're returning. Back after, to the fire. After our big, I think, yeah, we might be in front of the fireplace. We'll have to see what the weather's like, though. If yeah. it gets warm, we could be out on the deck there, too. Oh, that's true. That's and true. then we will be at the Hammond Castle on Friday, April 3rd, because they're actually going to open their season up earlier this year. And it's the 45th uh, anniversary of them being a museum. And so they're going to have all this pomp and circumstance there. So we'll be live for that as well. All the grand structures yeah. in Cape Ann. And yeah. Now, to get back to the cultural center here, we're joined once again by Lauren. How are you, Lauren? I'm good. It's great. I'm so excited you guys came today. Oh, you guys have been awesome it's with really us. Fun. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. We hope the viewers are enjoying seeing all yeah. of this being created in real time today. It's really exciting. It yeah. doesn't happen often yeah. that people make live work all together. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? And I think that's something that I'm, I'm super passionate about community and 
art making together. Mm. And uh, so anyway, while I have um, any say here at all, I hope they bring more of that. <laughs> Will you do it again? These, this oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we great. do it. We're starting to do it more and more. Oh, nice. At our membership meeting, we had a potluck and we had um, Karen Ristabin and John Hyde played music and we did a live mural together. Oh, cool. It was Where, amazing. Where's yeah, the mural? Uh, downstairs. It, it's just on paper. Oh, yeah. It was just fun. That's it wasn't, fun. you know, too serious. It was just, you know, you don't have to paint. You yeah. don't have to know how to paint. Yeah. Just push paint around. Yeah. Well, let's know? talk about your work for a yeah. second, Laura. Okay, okay. What do you do and why do you do it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, cultural center. <laughs> <laughs> you answer the phone here, too. Yeah, I answer the phone. <laughs> so, um, I've been an artist as long as I could pick up a crayon, mm. you know, and I think it's something that I have to do or else I'll combust. What did I say? Yeah, yeah. Driven, when you said that, create. I was like, yeah. Right. Where did you grow um, up, Lauren? I grew up in Woburn. Okay. And um, just always, always wanted to draw and paint, but never really was supported there. I mean, my parents were very supportive, but they weren't artists and... Um, so I was always looking for this greater community of creatives, and I just didn't have it there. And so when I was, um, I did go to art school, but then when I had my son, he was three and I moved here. So when I found out about this place, I saw it for the first time. I would take the train in high school and I'd paint in Rockport outside, and all of a sudden I'd turn around and there's people, and they're like all interested, and I was like, People care about painting here. Mm. And I literally packed up my son and came here and moved here. And I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And then... Um, it makes a difference when people you live in a place where people care about art. It's right? amazing. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I just wanted a support system for what I was so passionate about. And to fast forward all these years and to be right in the middle of this now, mm. I was just kind of reflecting on that a little bit. I just, mm. you know, my studio is at Cripple Cove and it's seven mm. women artists there. So I'm like nestled into like the most supportive environment. Oh, that's cool. So it's really people, cool. it's a, a, a place where people can affordably get studio space? Yeah. That's unusual. So I really lucked out um, Seneca Novello's daughter. Nogello. What is it? Nogello. Nogello. Yeah, her yes, daughter is yes. actually my oldest friend, her youngest daughter. Uh, but you're probably talking about Lisa. I'm talking about Lisa. Yeah, so there's the other one, Alexis, who's my idea. Okay. Yeah. So we're very close with the family, yeah. Okay. Well, they're really supportive of art, affordable art studios, and I am so grateful mm. to be part of that building. Mm. And uh, it's just, it's amazing. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So what's, um, do you want to talk a little bit about your, what inspired your work, mm -hmm. what, um, the foundation of it, where you got to this, this is a pastel, right? Yeah, this is pastel. And I see lots of structure. A lot <laughs> of structure. So sometimes my work is very architectural mm -hmm. and um, based on my training in drawing mm -hmm. that I learned at Montserrat College of Art. And Well, you teach from time to time. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I love to teach for sure. Um, but sometimes it's really about my relationship to place and my relationship to color. Mm. I really... Color is great here. I'm finding more and more that it's all about color mm. for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that the color here, um, even in, in winter, the way the palette completely changes, I think I would really miss that if I was somewhere else. You know, the way when it snows, 
everything is different and everything looks different and the whole palette has to change. It's like, I don't know, I'm just really, I love that. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And I also mentioned that we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Yeah. You would actually like to teach a class yeah. for folks who have never before even yeah. attempted to paint. Yeah. Ever held a brush. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I'm so passionate about getting people to be creative, you know, because mm -hmm. people don't think that they can do it. They think it's beyond them. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Even going to art museums and people you know, are terrified. Art galleries, yeah, right. they think they don't know enough. Right. And so I hope that that's what I love about Rocky Neck too, is that you can, it's non-juried, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to take the you know, it's serious. People are very passionate about making work and they're really good artists, but it's for everybody. Yeah. You know? Mm. Mm. I do. I wonder if artists find it intimidating to be in an area where everywhere you look is another amazing artist. If people find that intimidating? If other artists do. I think other artists would be drawn to that mm. before they were intimidated. Uh -huh. I really that's, that's do. That's what I think too. That they yeah. would be they just asking. Yeah, you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think we oh, need it more yeah. than we're intimidated <laughs> yeah. by it. But I, I did experience that in art school. When I first uh -huh. walked into art school, I was like, oh my god, yeah. like this was so, that was so intimidating. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at what point do you feel like you're established? You belong or? You're one of them, or what, whatever yeah. that may be. Or where do you, you cross care? Over. Maybe yeah, you don't care. You're yeah. just, the you're just, work you just is what are. it's about, right? You know, it is about the work, but I do think you care about that. Mm. You know, if I'm mm -hmm. honest, I think that it makes a difference mm -hmm. to be part of a community. Mm. And that's why it's so important to have this. Yeah. Community is so important for an artist because I honestly think we think differently. Mm. And I don't mean we're more special than someone who's an electrician or anything else. I just mean that we think differently and we have different needs. Mm -hmm. And so we need, we don't think logically as much as, you know, we use the other side of the brain. Concentrically. We think color, mm. we think spatially, and we solve problems differently as a result. Really true. I've lived in places yeah. where there are no artists, and it's a very different place. It is. It's very, very different. And yeah. if you think of it that way, like, oh, that's right. That's yeah. what it's like in those places. Negative space would never get a gig in yeah. that place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Laura, let's get right back there. to your creating yeah. today. Okay, thank you. Thank and you and thanks so much again for um, having us here today. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thank you so and we'll much. Do, we'll do this great. again sometime. People want to find you or learn more about you. How can they do that? Um, on Facebook and Instagram, Lauren Doucette. And then also LaurenDoucetteArt.com. And they Perfect. can call that number over there. Yeah, or, call, yeah, or just call here. At the cultural <laughs> yeah, center. that's true. Her or on the phone. I'll be at the cultural center too. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Lauren Doucette, very awesome. Yeah, this is great today. And we have another repeat guest. We do. Yeah. Yeah. One of my longtime pals, oh, Brenda. Look at that. I think this is fresh Brenda always off brings the artist's it. hands. And this is Brenda Molloy from the uh, Imagine Gallery just around the corner from us here. How are you? Welcome back. I'm awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Did you just make this? Did I see you uh, doing that? I had there? started it a couple of days ago, but I brought it with me and added more to it. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. So explain your work, Brenda, for those who are sort of unfamiliar with... Um, I mostly work with acrylic paint. Mm. Uh, this work is all on paper, and I love color, chunk, funk ripped, torn, um, and I just kind of like, I just started doing the sculptural stuff. This piece is very three-dimensional. Um, 
and I don't know, I just like the way it pops off the paper. So it just kind of evolves. It has a life of its own. It really has vitality. And uh, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but then it's also not that, uh, that it's paper and paint. And yet it is, it's three-dimensional and you made it pretty fairly quickly, I think, right? Yeah, well, I, I've been working on the sheets of paper that it's made out of. I paint with a lot of different layers and then I bring the sheets mm. to the table and rip them up. Um, so it's a, it's a process. And I think it's much like myself. It's kind of pretty active, pretty colorful. I think they're awesome. Yeah, so how do, um, <laughs> I'm trying to say, how does this process even begin for you? Like, when do you start to think of these, this is how I'm going to create and structure and build, and, and, and how does this all come or about? Or can we back up and ask her maybe where it started? Yeah. Well, I, um, I've been painting in layers for, for years, since mm. I started painting uh, several years ago. And I started doing kind of collage pieces. I'd call them almost like quilted pieces. I did a series of those about eight years ago, but they weren't three-dimensional. And then just a couple of months ago, I was doing some more kind of collage quilted-like pieces and just started adding depth to them. And I just really, really loved it. Mm. And I almost like the thicker they are, the more they come off the paper, the more they speak to me. So are you looking at other artists? Did you look at other artists at one point in your life and have that sort of inform you? You know, uh, not really. I'm yeah. kind of, uh, we're really kind of ignorant about art. Um, I just started painting about 12 years ago. I don't really go to museums. I don't look at books. I, I, go, to the, I go around the Rocky Neck Art Conference. I've yeah, heard that about it. a lot of artists and musicians yeah. too, where they're so, not even fixated, but just they're creating for themselves and they're creating on their own that they don't really realize or, or are following what's going on around. Well, I feel like I have so much inside that I don't have time to get out. Yeah. I'm not really interested, actually, in seeing what other people are doing because I don't have a lack of ideas. It's kind of lack of time to execute them. Mm -hmm. So I'm just happy to work with what I've You're got going prolific. on inside. You're very prolific. I mean, I've been in the gallery before, and I mean, there's a lot going on in there, too. Yeah. 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 I've watched your small video, short video and I see that you travel a lot. Do you feel like that's an important part of your work? I think it's really influenced um, the colors that I use. I mean, I'm a kind of a colorful person anyhow, but yeah, I've probably spent five years of my life over in Asia and since I first went there 20 years ago. Mm. I'm not going there every winter like I used to. I haven't been in three years now, um, but I'm sure that they're really bright, colorful, you know, the monasteries and the temples, they really, I'm right. sure they've influenced me. Where are you right. from, Brenda? I grew up in Lincoln about an hour from here. Oh, really? Yeah. What, so what brought you up here to begin with? Well, my grandfather used to um, bring his boat to Bickford's Boatyard, oh, just yeah? right here on Rocky Neck, four doors down from my gallery. Yeah. And one year he said to my dad, maybe we should see if we could find a cottage. So my dad went out and looked and found a cottage, and my family's been there now for... 59 years. Wow. So I've been coming here since I was a baby and moved here in 96. Huh. And I just love it. Mm. I can't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. That's one thing. Because I, I see you out and about town all over the place. And <laughs> you love this community. I do love our community. You're a big part it's, of it. It's pretty, it's a really amazing place. I'm very grateful to be here. Okay. So here's a question I want to ask you. I, th I thought we've talked about this in the past, but I just wanted to make sure. Do you sleep outside and stargaze? 
I sleep outside every night unless it's wet. Right. In the in I the in it. the summer months on my back deck. I think this is such a cool story. But yeah. not in the winter when it's cold. Not in the winter because I really know where to sleep outside in the winter. Yeah. I, I don't. The place I'm staying I'll now doesn't have like you. an outside <laughs> tent. I can, I can <laughs> but I I don't have any aversion to the cold. Although I won't go swimming in the cold. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I just like being outdoors because it's just a great way to connect with nature. Yeah. Well, I think sleeping outside it's not buggy. That's, there's that's no the there's no bugs on my back deck on Rocky Neck. I don't have screens. I would sleep outside for sure. You're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no <laughs> bugs. We'll there's no mosquitoes. <laughs> there's no midges. There's there's no nothing. Yeah. It's uh. amazing. Well, I think the stars are a very good reason to sleep outside. <laughs> and I would they are. It. They are. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah. if you haven't seen uh, Brenda's magnets anywhere, because I have some of your magnets, oh, yeah. the hearts, the fish, they're all over the place. You'll see them in cars around here. Yeah. As popular as uh, you know, anyone in another town would have a bumper sticker on. You see Brenda's magnets. I've got one. Yeah. So where can we find the magnets? Imagine Gallery? Yeah, the gallery will open up probably the first weekend in May, yeah. and it's open through the end of October, and I'm pretty much open every day. Great. Right. Very cool, Brenda. All right. Well, thank you for yeah. being here. Thank you for doing all you do and making our lives so much more colorful. Well, you're, you're welcome. Your that's car that's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. appreciate I, it. I think if everybody knows why they're here, the world would be a much better place. Well said. That yeah. is true. Why are you yeah. here, Heather? I'm here to make sure you don't get into too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here, Corey. <laughs> so, Brenda, people want to find you online. How can they do that? ImagineLoveAndPeace.com. That's it. Thanks so much. Thank you. We got that. Bye-bye. Thank you. Brenda Malloy. All right, more music? More music. From Negative Space, this is Grant Clark, Peter Meyer, Ira Levine. Take it away, guys.
Space once again, killing it today here at the Cultural Center. Their Heather, debut. Guess yeah, we have one more guest to share with everyone today. I've heard, yeah. I've heard. This yeah. is Cindy Journey. Cindy, I'm Corey. How do you do? Great to meet you. Nice I'm Heather. Heather, Cindy. Great How to are you? Me. Great. So, uh, so Cindy, what brings you here? So I'm part of the show, uh -huh. and I, it, was, it was my day to gallery set. So I came here at noon to oh. gallery set. <laughs> thing. Instead of an empty gallery with just a few people, um, it was this wonderful happening. Mm. So That's great. So you're a sculptor. I am. And you have a piece over there. We're trying to get a shot of it right yeah, now. Yeah, Matt's working on that. We'll show so you. So it's a beautiful piece. Would you give us a little background on your work and your sure, approach? Sure. So sometimes I do um, a sort of heads and busts that I form over a piece of clay that I've made. But this particular piece is more free form. It's more free form. And um, so what I, how I start out is with, it's paper from Japan that's wrapped in silk. So I knit mm. a piece, a big sheet of it. Oh, so what looks like a cage-like element is actually paper. Or what looks like yeah. wire, wire right, is yeah. actually paper, right? Mm. So then after that, I put a primer on it, and then I decide what I'm going to do with that. And then, um, like that piece over there, is, has got wire holding it. And so it's more freeform. Mm -hmm. And then I just treat it with metal paints, either copper or bronze or iron. Mm. It's a lot of process, though. It right? is a lot of process. It's a lot of layers. Yeah. And, um, and then right at the end, when I think I'm done, it's strong enough and thick enough and you know structurally strong, um, I put a patina on it. Um, I, I yeah. love patina. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, what was, have you, did you go to art school and study sculpture? I did not. No? I did not. I, um, I was an elementary school teacher, actually, reading specialist. And so, and then I had children, and then after that, um, everyone went away, and then I just started doing art. And I paint, but we were on holiday in England, and I couldn't take my paints because I do big abstract pieces, and I couldn't take that to England with me. And so I took this material that I found, which looked really cool, and I was going to make a scarf. But I was not having great success with the scarf. And sort of halfway through the vacation, I thought, you know, what the heck? If I can abstract paint, I can abstract knit. So then I didn't save the pattern, and I just got this really funky design. I came home and I came and went into my studio and I just kind of threw it over one of my clay sculptured heads. And in the morning I came downstairs and like with all wonderful art, it sort of magically happens, doesn't it? And, <laughs> it, and then it sort of had fallen over this sculptured head. And I thought, well, there's something. And so then I came about my process sort of. That's a great story. And, yeah. Right. Well, and you're relatively new to the art colony, right? I am. It's in a so years. yeah. So how did you find your way up to Rocky Neck? Um, well, I have a studio actually in Rockport. Mm -hmm. So um, and I I show in several of the galleries around around or art associations around, and so I just applied for a show and voila. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how does this, the area inform your work? Well, or does it inspire you? Or, you know, sure, sure. I mean, I think the color of the patina is the color of the rocks and the sea and the ocean, and so that's and that that raw that raw feeling mm. is wonderful. Yeah, a little bit unfinished. A little bit unfinished. Same, the same word. A little yeah. bit yeah. unique and changing every day. And, yeah. and we, we were just talking to um, Lauren about the sense of community here. Do you feel that helps to be in an artist community? Absolutely. I think yeah. we all draw off of each other. Um, you know, you, you get an idea. You, it's, it's not a copying thing, and it's not, in the best world, it's not a competition thing either. It's just, um, 
you appreciate and then you you go within yourself and you develop your own thing mm-hmm. yeah well, it's like eating a good meal in a restaurant yeah right. you know you don't <laughs> you don't try to copy that meal when you go home but it yeah. makes you want to be a better cook right very yeah. true yeah. if you don't know the area we have almost as many restaurants as we do artists <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <though. laughs> well cindy journey thanks so much Thank for being you. with us if people awesome. want to learn more about you or find you online how can they do that so my website is cindyjourney.com mm-hmm. and um that's it. There you go. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thank you. Once again, yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Cindy Journey. Okay. That was great. All right. So, uh, well, it's time to wrap things up, Heather. I know. What a fun we show. We got to get on to the next gig. So, thanks for tuning in to Now We're Here. We want to thank, uh, first of all, the Rocky Neck Art Colony, the Cultural Center, et cetera, et cetera, for uh, letting us uh, be here today. Uh, Six Watson Street, if you want to learn more. Rocky Neck Art Colony.org, Rocky Neck Art um, Cultural Center.org, Rocky Neck. Uh, arttrail.org and of course gallery 53. Well the art trail is on the um, cultural, the art Yeah it has its own site, site too. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay so we want to thank our guests today uh, in no particular order. Brenda Malloy, uh, Lauren uh, Doucette, uh, Gully Han, Jillian Demery, Brenda, oh, I have Brenda already twice, Ken King, <laughs> Judy Robinson-Cox, uh, our musicians, Grant Clark, Peter Meyer, and Ira Levine, who was also here as an artist too. Cindy Magnus Journey, Chris. Vanessa Mahalik, and Joyce Ressler. Uh, thanks to everyone here for having us today, and thanks to our crew. Thanks to our crew, Becky Tober, director, Matt McMakin, technical director, Lisa Smith, floor director, Alana Horn, production assistant, and David Lufkin, camera. Thanks very go. much. We'll see you in a few weeks from the Beauport Hotel. Thank you once again, Heather. Thank you, Corey. All right, we'll catch you guys later. This is Negative Space once again, riding this thing out. We'll see you next time.